So today's episode is all about helping you making zits. So I'm going to share some of the most important and useful tips that I have to make sure that you get a good night's sleep. You're listening to Clan Wellness, the podcast, and I'm your host, Virginie Ferguson, stress management specialist and yoga teacher. I'm on a quest to demystify natural living and well-being in a way that is approachable and inclusive. I help professionals and entrepreneurs manage the pressures of modern life while leveling up on their well-being, blending ancient tools and new techniques backed by science. So before we go into those steps, I just wanted to have a little talk, well, just to define insomnia. Because if you suffer from insomnia, you will know how difficult it is. Or maybe you're not putting that name yet because you think, oh, I'm just a little bit tired, I struggle a little bit with sleep. But this can be insomnia. So I just want to share the definition of insomnia as it is on the NHS website. So insomnia is defined as finding it hard to go to sleep. Hands up. This is me. Wake up several times during the night, lying awake at night, waking up early and not being able to go back to sleep. Still feeling tired after you've woken up. So you feel like you've just been sleeping, but not really deeply and you just feel fuzzy. Finding it hard to nap during the day, even though you're tired. Again, hands up, it's me. I just cannot do it. I still remember, you know, with m- when my children were born, the midwife saying, you know, nap when a baby naps. I was like, haha, no, that's not going to happen. Feeling tired and irritable during the day and finding it difficult to concentrate during the day because you're tired. And you must know the most common causes of insomnia are stress and anxiety. And this is important because some of the tips I'm going to share today kind of relate to that and how to combat that stress and anxiety to help you go to sleep. So to sleep well, we need our circadian rhythm and check. So your body clock needs to be set properly. You need production of melatonin. So melatonin is a sleep hormone that is produced by your pineal gland, a very, very small gland in the center of your brain that makes you fall asleep. We need our nervous system to be in a safe mode. So we need to feel safe. This is why this is related to stress and anxiety because when you're stressed and anxious, your nervous system is in survival and protection mode. So we need to feel safe. And we need our brain waves to slow down. So you may know that your brain has got different um, levels of activities that are measured in frequency and brain waves. So to have all this, it means that we need to have exposure to light and heat or generate heat of the right type at the right time. We need 
a routine. So habits that are going to help our brains be more efficient and free up mental space and also helps us feel safe as your brain, your nervous system will know exactly what to expect. So a bedtime routine especially is very important. We need melatonin, as I said, so the sleep-inducing hormone. We need to stimulate our parasympathetic nervous system, so the brake side of your autopilot. So if you remember in previous episodes, I talked about sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. So if you talk about, if we see, well, imagine our autonomous nervous system as the autopilot that runs in the background. Your sympathetic is the accelerator, the parasympathetic is the brake. So we need to apply the brake again to feel safe and to initiate the rest and digest phase in the body. And we need to bring our brain waves down to sleep mode. So how can we do this naturally? So to set our circadian rhythm, so our body clock, we need light, we need food, and we need exercise all relating to light and food and exercise all relating to heat. So you have got receptors in your eyes and specifically at the top of your eyes that feed back into specific neurons in your brain that set your body clock. So these receptors are specifically sensitive to blue light. And you may have heard about blue lights, about screens and all this, and you may even have seen adverts for um, blue light glasses that take out the blue light to help you sleep better. So we need blue light, but we need it in the morning. So if you think about your eye and how the light enters your eye, when the sun is low in the morning and when the sun is low at night, the light comes from the bottom. But because it's inverted in your eye, the image is inverted in your eye. So whatever is at the bottom will get detected by the top of your eye and what's at the top is detected at the bottom of your eye. So those receptors sit at the top of your eye. They are there to detect blue light that is emitted by the sun in the morning. So in the morning, you've got a high, high dose of blue light. Those receptors detect that blue light and set the clock at the morning. Roughly about 12 hours later, this is when your body clock is going to trigger the release of melatonin to make you fall asleep. And again, you know, we are um, daytime animals, human beings, so we work with the sun. Our bodies are set to the sun, so we detect that light in the morning, it sets our body clock, but then again at night, those receptors are going to detect light, low light. So this is why it's important to have low light in the evening. Try to not switch on overhead lights, but use kind of table lamps, for example, that emits a low light to dim the lights, to simulate a sunset, because again, those receptors are going to feed back to the neurons and confirm that it is sunset and it's time to go to sleep. And this is why also we need to avoid too much screens at night. So like laptops, iPads, phones, because they emit a lot of blue light. And then it's going to reset your clock to think it's the morning. So we need to avoid that or put them into night mode. 
And then also, as you imagine, you know, during the day, the sun rises, temperature rises all the way up to midday, the afternoon, and then the temperature falls again. Our bodies do exactly the same. So we need to rise the temperature. And the earlier you rise the temperature in the day with food, so quite a lot of food will generate heat in the body with exercise, it's going to help to rise that temperature in that first part of the day and then naturally let your temperature fall back down as it does in nature through the day. And as your temperature lowers, this is when, again, it triggers that release of melatonin for you to go to sleep. And this is why we sleep better in the cooler room. So here we go. This is light and food and exercise in regards to setting your body clock. Then again, we need to create a routine. So habits that foster a good night's sleep. I talked about the screens again. Put your phone away into a different room. Don't look at your phone at night. Don't, don't do activities that are going to raise your, your temperature that, um, are going to, again, force temp- your body to create Heat. So for example, taking a cold shower, cold bath at night. No, no. <laughs> because you're going to cool your body down and then what your body's going to do is going to try to, to, to create heat to raise your temperature again. So it's better to take a warm bath, a warm shower that's going to force your body to try to cool down again. I know it seems a bit counterintuitive when I said, you know, you need to, to sleep with a, uh, and we sleep better in the cooler room, but inside your body, that's that's what's happening. So, yeah, create a routine and maybe do things that you really enjoy doing that are calming, like reading, maybe if you like a bath, light a candle, just a little routine, a little ritual that you repeat every night that again is going to put your body and your nervous system into that safe mode. We need to stimulate our vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is 80% of that brake power in your autopilot. So any techniques that um, stimulate the vagus nerve, like breathing, like the ones I've taught before on this podcast and that I share also if you're on my mailing list. So these are really good to stimulate your vagus nerve. We need to slow down. So after 15 minutes of rest, our bodies automatically go into that parasympathetic mode, into the break, into the rest and digest mode. So slow down, chill out at night. We can also use things like heart coherence practices that I teach, the heart math technique, or also have a gratitude practice at night. I like to do that, grabbing my journal and writing three things that I'm grateful for that day. What that does is when you express gratitude or when you pull on positive emotions like heart coherence techniques do, your body is going to produce serotonin. And serotonin is very, very important because melatonin, the hormone that makes you go to sleep is made of serotonin. If you have got low levels of serotonin in your body, which is also called sometimes the feel-good hormone, then you're going to have low level of melatonin and you're going to struggle to fall asleep. So establishing a gratitude practice as part of your evening routine is a great, great thing to do to help sleeping. 
And lastly, meditation and again, heart coherence technique because they do bring you into a sort of meditative state, help to bring our brain waves down to the alpha, then theta brain waves, which is that a state between wakefulness and sleep. So then you can gently slip into sleep and lower down into your delta brain waves, which is where you're in deep. So with all this information now that I've just fired at you in a very short space of time, have a little think now. What can you start to implement now that is easy to do for you to, to get into a better sleep? You know, like think about your biological clock light. Can you maybe spend 10 minutes within the first hour of waking up outside viewing natural light you know while you drink your tea or your coffee can you do that can you take the dog for a walk first thing can you do a little bit of exercise that like kind of high intensity exercise in the morning what can you remove from your evening routine or add to your evening routine again try to promote good habits putting your phone away into a different room any sort of self-care self-massage a little bit of oil dry brushing, anything that makes it, that is self-care, that helps you feel safe and cared for. Can you stimulate your vagus nerve by introducing a breathing practice in the evening? How can you slow down? Can you start doing that gratitude practice in the evening that I've mentioned in your journal to boost that serotonin level? Can you also do a little bit of meditation or heart coherence practice? So have a little think. These are very small changes that don't take much more time that would probably really help you get a better night's sleep. So I hope today's episode was helpful and I'm going to take this opportunity to remind you that I have a full four weeks yoga and neurobiology based program designed specifically for insomnia. It's on my app. You can check it out. It's called Zero to Z and where to go to check that out is app, so A-P-P dot clanwellness dot com. So app dot clanwellness dot com. Can I ask you a question? Do you find yourself stressed out, anxious, in reaction mode in situations that seem to go on repeat? If so, then I have a gift for you. I have just released a free online program to help you kickstart your journey into reducing stress and anxiety, build resilience and think more positively naturally. Based on three steps that are easy to integrate into your crazy busy life so that you can have a taste of what is possible. Take the first step and go to my website, clanwellness.com or straight to sendfox.com slash clanwellness. This was Clan Wellness, the podcast. I hope you found this episode valuable and inspiring. And if you did, make sure to subscribe and why not leave me a review on your favorite platform. Thanks so much for listening and I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Namaste.